Hey guys, and welcome to Jen and Sam Make a Movie. It's our podcast about everything indie film related. Today we have a very special guest. It's our Sung Min. We are so happy to have cast William Jian in the role of Sung Min. Say hi to everyone, William. Hey, you guys. How you doing? I'm so excited to for this project. Um, I can't wait to meet everyone that knows about this and just talk about this and get this going. <laughs> applause <laughs> all right so we had been um, a lot of you guys who've been following our casting journey know that we had been looking at almost 100 different applicants for our sungmin uh and th- this week we had gotten down to um two or three very very good applicants um and uh we it was a really difficult decision and sam was talking to me about it and she slipped and she said, I like this about this guy, but Sungmin does this and this. And I was like, you mean Will? She was like, yes, I keep doing that. And I was like, yes, you do. And we talked the next day and I was like, I mean, I know who you're going to cast. Maybe you don't know yet, but I know who you're going to cast. I um, love you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so we I were... should record myself more often because I do those sort of Freudian slips all the time, I guess. <laughs> you really do. It's a wonderful thing about you. Uh, so... That's how um, we got William on board. So, William, tell us a little bit about how you found out about the project and why you applied and what kind of made you excited about it. Yeah, so um, I think I saw this on Backstage. I think that's where I saw this at. And, um, yeah, I tend to usually towards the end of the day scroll and look at projects I think that, you know, would fit me or interest me because I want to do stuff that I really like and care about. So when I saw this, and first of all, I got to say, I love romantic comedies. That's like the thing I've been wanting to do as an actor since I've ever wanted to act. So when I saw this and I was like, oh man, this is going to be hilarious. I saw this as a romantic comedy. I was like, I, and when I read the description of Sung Min, I was like, man, this guy sounds just like me. Are they spying on me? Is, is that what they're doing? Are they trying <laughs> to put me into this movie? Just joking aside, but so I have I, a camera I, in your I, pharmacy. I am spying on you all the time, actually. Well, I, I hope so. I hope. <laughs> so when I saw it, and I was like, "Wow!" I I applied right away, and I was like, "I hope they, you know, asked me to audition." And obviously, I was asked, and it progressed, and I was chosen. So. Um, yeah, I relate so much to Sungmin, and I can't wait to just develop this person and to bring myself into it and mesh the two people together. And I don't think it would be really hard to do it because it, it seems like this guy is who I am. So, yeah, so that's how I got um, excited about this and found out about it. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit more about um, like Sungmin's specific like personality quirks. Um, what like specific things like his art and other things like that, um, which, what, I guess if you, if you had to pick top two or three traits that you think you have that you most closely identify with him, what would you pick? Mm -hmm. So first off the thing I right off the bat that I related really well was Sungmin was a very free spirited person, which I relate to really well. He doesn't take life too seriously but he does at the same time, but it's in a very light way. Um, he takes things as they come. 
and appreciates what it is. And if it goes away, then he lets it go away and lets new opportunities to come. And I think that's something amazing. I, I try to be like that. Obviously, no one in the real world can do that all the time because there's other pressures. But if that's my dream person that I can achieve, that's who I want to be. And that was the one thing I really related to. Um, his sense of uh, just fun and of just joking around and just the little things he does to Lashonda to kind of irritate her, but also, <laughs> you know, poke fun. And he's a kid at heart, which I think I am as well. And I love that about him. Um, and also the third thing, which I think is a very important is he knows how to talk to Lashonda in hard, in hard times to know how to, um, what's the word to soothe her when things are not going wrong and doesn't take things always defensively takes himself out of the picture and sees it from the big picture and knows how to talk to her in a, in a positive way. So you don't, when couples fight, sometimes they just argue and they don't take a step back to see what's the other person really talking about. And I think that's a good trait in him that I really related to as well. And that's something he really develops towards the middle of the movie really is where those scenes come in where he's able to be more comforting so i think it'll be kind of fun for you to be able to like play with his growth as he changes yeah. and kind of becomes that a little more um tell us a little bit more about um your working background and like your acting story and what got you into film yeah um yeah i actually really like telling this story so i've actually always wanted to act as a kid and I don't know if a lot of people know out there, but a lot of Asian parents don't really support acting. They think it's not really a career or it's not really a job and it's too far-fetched. It's not going to happen. And as a kid, you know, I was a smart kid, so I knew if I ever brought it up, my parents were already going to just shoot me down. So I never had the chance to tell them as a kid, I, this is something I want to do. I want to try it. Do you think it helped me out? And I've actually expressed this to my mom a couple of years ago, and she was kind of sad that I never did tell that to her, but I knew, and she knew at the time, she's like, yeah, if you did say something, we probably wouldn't have supported you. So once I graduated college, uh, I was, so I opened a restaurant myself and I was running a sushi restaurant out in Arizona. What? This is right out of college. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing that for two years and I was burnt out. All I did was, all I did was work. All my friends were back in California and I was like, this is not what my life is supposed to be. So that's when I told my parents, Hey, I did, I got my degree. I, you know, I ran a restaurant cause my family's involved in the restaurant business. I did my own thing. Now I want to do what I want to do. So that's when I moved back to California and pursued my acting career. Did that for a couple of years. Uh, became that typical struggling actor, right? Trying to focus on, oh, I got to pay this bill or this, um, do this, and not focusing on my craft. And I got kind of sad. I'm like, what am I doing out here? I'm supposed to be acting, and that's not what I was focusing on. And that's when I took a break for about seven, like six years, went back to school for pharmacy. So I'm a pharmacist now. I graduated last year or two years ago now. And, um, I'm a work. I'm a pharmacist by day, I guess, and 
an actor by day and night, <laughs> as you might say. So I've been back at it for about a year and a half now, um, just uh, grinding away, um, doing anything I can, taking classes, um, doing workshops, meeting with uh, casting directors and things like that. Yeah, and this is something that we really talked about a little bit when we first uh, cast Will. For those of you who were not here, all of you listeners and things like that, um, is that a lot of times as creatives, and I found this with my writing, um, when you're doing it full time, you have to do it for other people because you have to use it to bring in money. And so you can't do what you want. Um, but then when you have a side hustle, or even if it's like something as intense as pharmacy, that can still kind of be your side hustle that takes care of you um, so that you can focus on your craft without having to, um, you know, you can do what you want to do. You don't have to like bend to what other people want all the time. You can look for the kind of parts you want. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, I really identified with that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we talked about this earlier, um, when you're focusing on your acting to have, to pay your bills, you put so much pressure on yourself in these auditions and things like that, where you can't be free to be that character, whatever you are, and you kind of almost mess it up. But now, because I don't worry about that end of it, I really go with just a true heart of an actor and just play that character, whatever it is, how I think it is. And if you know if they like what they saw, they like it. But I'm not so constrained by that money. Like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And I get to choose, like you said, more uh, projects that I think is fit for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot more a lot of sense. Um, so... On the other side, what do you do when you're not acting or doing pharmacy? What are your, like, the the things that you do when you have oh. any time to have fun? Yeah, well, uh, first thing, I have a dog, which um, he's the most beautiful thing in the world. Um, I try to spend as much as time I, I can with him because, you know, when you're working, doing acting stuff, I'm always away all the time. So I always try to go hiking with him, uh, go to the park. Things like that. Um, other things, I like to play basketball. I love yoga. It's a new thing I've started to do yoga because I don't know, lifting weights is seems too much for me now, and I'm not trying to get big or anything. So I think yoga is a very great stress reliever, and it does build strength and flexibility. So that's kind of the two things I've been do for fun: basketball and yoga. And then other things like anything else, just go out with friends. I do like to dance once in a while, get my you know groove on. <laughs> That's, that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I don't know, Sam, if you, were you there in college when we did the silent dance party? I was not there. That sounds fun. Is that where you like, everyone brings their iPod or whatever? Yeah, but we get like the setting all set up with like glow lights and everything else. And like, it's like a legit dance party, but everyone's got their own music. And when you Was got, that a steak oh. night thing? No, it was a thing we did. I organized at the Spanish house because I always wanted to do that. It was like, like, cause you mentioned dancing, Will, and that's just that's the thing that popped into my head is like, I like to dance, but it was funny because it's Wait, like your own music, because so it's your own music. So you, when you have your yeah. headphones in and everyone's got the neon lights and there's the disco ball and everything going, if it looks like everyone's dancing to your music, when you take <laughs> when you take your headphones out, it's like, what's all these crazy people doing in here, like sweating yeah. and, and moving all around, and some that, of them will be like because... making sounds. 
Because <laughs> some people will be like saying lyrics <laughs> while they do it or like grunting or like, you know, like one guy is clearly listening to like some rock thing because he's like posing with his guitar and then some yeah. other someone is like dancing slowly and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm with crazy people. You put it back in, you're like, oh yeah, this is a rad dance party. <laughs> So That's awesome. I was not that cool <laughs> in college. <laughs> no, you were uh, in that college. Do some fun stuff in college. That might have been before we met. I, I, that reminds me. I haven't done anything like that. That sounds fun. But I've been to Coachella, and they have a silent disco at night. A silent so, disco. Yeah. So everyone has headphones. But everyone's listening to the same music. Right. Okay. That's, that's where I usually music. hear about it. Yeah. Everyone has <laughs> yeah. But when you mentioned like when you took it off, it's so weird. You take that off and you're like, it's silent in here. Everyone's dancing. It, it looks so <laughs> weird. But yeah, it, it's, and then you're like talking to your friend, but obviously we have headphones on, so we're not understanding each other. We're like, what? Like, I don't know what you're saying. Or like, oh, you got to take it off first. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so another question, um, if you have any tips, final tips for people who are um, working while they're acting, any things that you've learned um, just within the past, like you said, year and a half, that'd be awesome if you wanted to drop them on our yeah, listeners. We got a lot of give. actor listeners. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if I could do it, if I can go back and choose if I would go to pharmacy school or not. I don't know if I would do it again. I think what I, a recommendation I could give to you know young actors is go into a job that's part of the industry. I think that's a really good thing. If you mm. can get a, you know, a flexible, stable job, I think that's a great tool because there's a lot of part of film, the film industry that I still don't know of, of like filmmaking or mm -hmm. production aspects of it. So if I can do it again, I would do something like that. Work under a producer as an AD or something like that to mm. learn more of the business side or the back end of acting. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, just... Try to find a stable job that's flexible that lets you um, do your acting, not focus. I know it's hard; it's easier said than done. There's so many actors out here trying to do that. Yeah. But um, the most important thing is your craft, and that's why we're out here. And it, I said this to you guys before when we talked earlier. Um, it's sad seeing so many actors come out here, move out, and they have their dreams, and they're so talented, and they're yeah. trying to do it. But because they can't pay the bills or they can't um, find a job that can support them. They have to either, you know, quit their dream and go back home or, I mean, they'll maybe try it back at home, but obviously you really can't. You got to be out here to really do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then the third thing, just, you know, believe in yourself, have faith. Um, like that was a big part of my uh, journey as an actor I, it's, I knew it was something I loved. Obviously, you're always growing as an actor in your skill. You're, you're never, I feel like you're never perfect. Even the best actors out there, I feel like they always feel like I can do a little better or I can have done this better. And you can always grow in anything in life, I think. Yeah. In any profession, you can always learn, always get better. So don't beat yourself down so much. There's a lot of part of the industry that you can't control. Mm. And as long as you believe in yourself, surround yourself with people that support you and keep doing things to further your craft. I think anything is possible. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, just try to meet people that have similar interests in you in 
what you want to do as an actor or build those I don't know if you can say network, I guess you can network, but just a group of friends, I think, that have the same mindset of how you want to do your art. And I think that's a good thing to find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, sad to say, there are a lot of pe- people out here that's, you know, selfish and kind of looking out for their own. And, but there's also people out here that's really caring and supporting that want to help each other out. And I think it's really important to find that group that, can help you sustain those times when you feel low and it's hard, they'll keep you going. Yeah, that's one thing that I think, Sam, you'd commented on that you liked about like the Cleveland industry is that it tends to be more welcoming. Absolutely. It's a really, um, it's kind of a newer industry uh, as far as um, they're trying to be like the next Atlanta as far as, you know, um, a way for studios, big studios to save money. Um, But because the indie scene here is so strong, like, most people out here like aren't in unions. They're really about you know just helping each other out, make great art. Um, everyone here is so supportive. It's just been really an eye opener for me because I did not expect that moving here. So. That's great. Is I mean I feel like that's how it should be, right? Yeah. Like you want to succeed with people that you care about and with each other. It's it's not fun like seeing someone not succeed and you succeed. It's better if we all do it well together and. I don't know. It's always being, I always prefer being positive is so much better in life than trying to get it. Well, and that's something we've talked about um, a lot, actually, with some of our other applicants, right? Um, I was, because I, the the interesting and rough part of this weekend was like sending out the rejection notices. Um, And a lot of people told me that like most casting directors won't even get back to them. And I'm like, wow, that seems really mean. Like someone would be nice enough to tell you something. Uh, And like people were surprised and like they were surprised with the positivity of the letters we were sending out. Uh, And to me, it was like, wow, the industry is so mean. No wonder that people are sometimes a little bit unprofessional because like we have actors sometimes that like kind of like just blast it out, like don't bother to include a cover letter or just kind of I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, It seemed like they weren't really interested. And I think, wow, I'd probably be like that, too if directors and producers were always mean to me and not replying to me on parts and like, like, geez, <laughs> like, why can't we be nice I'm, to each yeah, other? There, there's some harsh parts, parts of the industry. And yeah, there's a lot of times they say they're going to do something and get back to you and you don't hear anything and you kind of ask them again and get a response and you're like, okay, I guess I know what well, the answer is now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. You you look but, on the billboard and you see someone else has been cast and you're like, aha, yeah. that's my rejection notice. That guy's face. <laughs> Point made. Thank you. <laughs> but also on the other end, there's people like you that, you know, um, you guys are very friendly and up, up front. And like you said, you guys responded with letters and it's refreshing to meet people like that, it keeps you going and, and makes you come out of that jadedness that some people get into, I think. Maybe because we're naive and new. We haven't figured out that actors are all evil yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> all right. I wanted to, um, before we wrapped up, um, get a little bit more insight also into, uh, we had talked about before, like how your background as a Korean-American um, brings a unique perspective to this um, script. And like to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. Oh, yes. That, that's. I feel like that's a very important aspect of this movie and Sungmin. So, 
we're both Korean Americans. Um, and I know I spoke to you guys about this earlier as well. Uh, growing up, I definitely identified more as an American and I still do. Um, I relate to a lot of things as a Korean, but how I view things in life and culture, I'm definitely more American. So it was hard for me growing up when my parents would treat me a certain way um, in, in a Korean culture way, which is a show of affection and love, but I never kind of saw it as love growing up because what I saw was when my friends, American friends, receiving love a different way from their parents. Hmm. And they got a lot of communication. Um, they always had dialogue. With me and my parents, it was very short dialogue, short things like, how's score? Or are you hungry? Like very short and it's never in depth and they never ask why. The question why was almost non-existent. And I think that's very important to really learn about your kid and his personality and things like that. So it was, it was tough for me growing up because um, I knew my parents loved me, but I wasn't sure, you know, like I felt like I wasn't getting the expression of love correctly. And as an adult now, you know, I wrap my hair, head around it better to understand, oh, that's just culture. But yeah. it's still hard. There's still a part of me in still as a grown man, like I want that type of love for my parents. Still, I still crave it. And I've actually had this talk to with my mom, maybe actually pretty recently, and I actually cried too, saying, like, I feel like you don't know me 100% because I can't communicate with you fully because I feel like I can't express things a certain way or I have to hide certain things because if I do express it, you take it a totally different way and it's, it's not how I want it to portray myself. But it, it, yeah, it's a, it's a very complex thing uh, growing up as a, I think, her American, I think a lot of other Korean Americans or any, you know, first generation would experience when you're coming from a different country. Well, and it's different but, um, too for each person, right? Like, it's like your experience is yeah. going to be unique as, as for you as a Korean American, whereas like there's other Korean Americans who are going to, you know, feel differently about like how their parents express things. And then maybe they'll have more trouble with like the American side than the Korean side. Yeah. Right? I think I think maybe it's more for because um, there's some Asian like I grew up kind of with more of non Korean American groups. So I hung out with more, I guess you say white people and things like that, um, non Asians. But I think Korean Americans are that grow up in a community of other Korean Americans. They don't feel it as much because I said this to other Korean Americans I met later in my life. Like, did you ever feel this? And they're like, no, it's just how it is. And I think they understood that because they would talk about it with each other. But me, I didn't really have that. So isolated. I felt very isolated. And I remember I actually watched the documentary of Steve, Steve Aoki because he grew up in a similar situation. And the things he was saying was, I was like, wow, that's what I identify as as well growing up. So, um, yeah, I, I know every, you know, situation is a little different and unique to their own personal self, but I think there's similar things that we can all relate to as, uh, yeah, yeah, Asian American, Korean Americans. Well, Absolutely. I, and, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, 
there's a scene, there's a very specific scene in, in the film that we hope can sort of start those kinds of dialogues, right? Um, a good thing about this movie is that it, it's kind of got something for everyone. Um, I like that uh, Sungmin and Lashanda, they're an interracial couple, but like the fact that they're interracial is like the least of their problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because it's not a scene. problem. It's like shown as like a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is really important to me when I um, when Jen first pitched me the script. Um, mm. But there is a scene where um, it's sort of like a meet the parents, and it's very um, it's it facilitates uh, discussion in a very good way. I think. Oh, that's awesome! When you first told us in your casting, that's probably another reason that <laughs> we we had to go with you. When you first told us in your casting, um, this all this that you're talking about, like with your parents. I was like, oh my gosh, because that's exactly what Sungman talks about. Um, mm-hmm. And his ident- he feels that way. Like He identifies more with the American part of his Korean-American. LaShonda is fascinated with Korean culture and wants him to be more Korean. So it makes it, a v- that ends up being a very interesting dynamic at the dinner when he ha- she hasn't met his parents yet. Um, uh-huh. And he really, even though they've been married for eight years... <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. want he doesn't want so his situation is way more extreme than yours um yeah. but he doesn't want her to meet his parents uh, and he talks about the kind of issues that you mm-hmm. brought up so it was like wow this is like this guy is has has is spot on with it Sungman isn't as self-analytical as you are so like he doesn't know these things about himself yeah. yet you know because he's a, a little bit he's funny so he's a little bit more um extreme because he's a fictional character but that's and it's like exactly his experience. So it's it's fascinating to hear you share it, and it's a perspective that's so important. Um, and we're excited about having you not just as an actor, but in some ways as like a consultant on the film to keep us straight with with everything. <laughs> yeah, and that it just something just popped into my head when you said that Lashonda's so much more into Korean culture and and almost has more knowledge about it. it seems like yeah, than him. And I actually re- dated a girl maybe like maybe it's a year ago and she was a non she was an irish girl but she was so into Korean culture she knew like everything about it and, I was, and would tell me things about it i'm like well how do you know these things <laughs> and that's so crazy i just popped into my head yeah that's and there's definitely people like that out there yeah and it's, it's i think people can really relate yes yeah well, it has been lovely talking to you. We're going to have follow-up interviews and things like that so people can follow the journey together. Um, yes. And uh, we're we're excited. Absolutely. Let um, people know where they can find you on uh, uh, all the socials. Yeah, so um, you can. I think I'm most active on my Instagram. So it's at VWillGeon, J-E-O-N. And also at Facebook, same thing, facebook.com slash uh, I think it's the Will Gian, same thing. And then Twitter is just no the just. Oh, I think that yeah, I was like no the the. Says, <laughs> just Will Gian, exclude the V in um, for Twitter. I think those are my three social media outlets. Um, yeah, and if you guys want to reach out to me, say hello. Uh, I will always respond and say hi. Um, I'm not too big on social media, but. Hey, I'm gonna be meeting a lot of other cool people, so I'll be. I'm excited. We're so excited too. <laughs> All right.